Welcome to the Energy Update presented by the Institute for Energy Research for the week of June 15th, 2020. I'm Alex Stevens, and I'm joined by IER's Deputy Director of Public Policy, Jordan McGillis. Jordan, what do we have going on this week at IER? Hi, Alex. I've got three pieces I want to talk about today. We have one that pertains to American domestic politics, and then two pieces that are looks at uh, other countries' energy policies as we emerge from the coronavirus economic crisis. The U.S. domestic policy piece is a look at Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's official campaign plan for energy, which would, and I quote, ban new oil and gas permitting on public lands and waters. This is a proposal that has has some uh, cachet among environmentalists and mainstream Democrats as well, but it would be very, very costly despite that ban being limited to the public lands and waters. According to the National Ocean Industries Association, the proposal would cost almost 200,000 jobs, and it would deny the U.S. government, of course, of billions of dollars of revenue from the royalties that would emerge from uh, oil and gas development on public lands and waters. According to this study, the average combined oil and natural gas production between 2022 and 2040 would decline from around 2.5 million barrels of oil equivalent per day to just 1.1 million barrels of oil equivalent per day, which is a more than 50% decline. That's rather drastic. And then the two international pieces that we can discuss are one focusing on Mexico and recent announcements made by Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador, and a piece that talks about Germany and France. In Mexico, the president has initiated calls for reducing the investments in wind and solar and preventing them from connecting to the grid. AMLO, as he's popularly known, um, views wind and solar as, quote, visual pollution, and he doesn't view them as reliable sources, which is a rather reasonable position to take, as we well know. In Germany and France, what we've seen emerging out of this coronavirus crisis is increased investment and subsidization of electric vehicles. Germany has increased its incentives for EVs by 50% and has increased its taxes on sport utility vehicles with internal combustion engines as part of a larger 130 billion euro stimulus package. Germany's EV subsidy program is like much of what, what the German government does. Interesting in that it combines public and private efforts. There are demands as part of this program for the industry itself to provide subsidies to prospective EV buyers. And the result is that um, in Germany, someone can get essentially a 9,000 euro subsidy uh, when the auto industry and the government payouts are combined. The French government uh, is also incentivizing more EV purchases and theirs will provide up to 12,000 euro in subsidy. And that's part of an $8 billion rescue plan that's been devised for France's auto industry. Thank you, Jordan. Those articles and more work from IER staff can be found at our website, instituteforenergyresearch.org. Final thing I want to highlight for our listeners this week is this week's episode of the Plugged In Podcast, where I sat down with Robert Bryce to discuss the release of his new documentary, Juice, How Electricity Explains the World. Here's a clip from that episode. I don't want to go through all of the content of the documentary because I really want to encourage our listeners to go and watch the whole thing for themselves. But, uh, I do think there's, you know, a couple main themes that we can pull out from the film that uh, maybe we can we can sort of outline and just discuss briefly here. 
you know, one of the first things that jumped out to me is that the film really highlights the disparities between people who have access to affordable and reliable energy and people who don't. And the film captures that, I think, just perfectly um, in sort of a phrase that comes up on the screen that, that is something along the lines of uh, darkness kills human potential, electricity empowers it. How underappreciated is that idea and how important is it to develop the public's understanding of this concept and uh, what you guys uh, go through in the film there? Well, thanks, because that, I mean, you, you seized on that one moment, which I think is really the emotional heart of the film. Um, <clears throat> we went to India in late 2016, and uh, I interviewed a woman there named Rahena Jamadar. She was 44 years old when I spoke with her. She had her first child when she was 16 and had lived 30 of her 44 years without electricity. So she'd had electricity for uh, about a third of her life. And as we talked, uh, she told me one of her daughters was going to, to the university. And, and we talked about lighting and how critical that was for education. And I asked her at one point, and I was uh, uh, my friend Ro Joyashree Roy was translating in Bengali, and I said, to Rahina, if you had had electricity when you were growing up, would you have gone to the university as well? And she immediately replied, yes, I would have gone. And, and it wasn't bitter. It wasn't just some, oh, you know, gosh, poor me. Instead, it was just this, of course, I would have gone. Like I'd asked her if the sun was going to come up in the east tomorrow morning. And it, it was a few days later when I was in Jaipur and I realized, well, that was it, right? Darkness kills human potential and electricity nourishes it. And this woman's potential had been had been stranded in the dark for her whole life, essentially, most of her life. And that that is the key. And that we take electricity for granted here in the US. We only notice it when we don't have it, when there's a blackout, right? But for 3 billion people, and that was the other metric that I thought was key to really making the film understandable, there are 3 billion people, 3.3 billion people in the world today who live in places where electricity consumption is less than what was used by my old kitchen refrigerator. I mean, that's the key in terms of global inequality, women's rights, climate change, whatever you care about among those issues, electricity central to all of them. The Plugged In Podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or at IER's website, instituteforenergyresearch.org. Thank you for listening. Until next week, I'm Alex Stevens.